Our friends in Arkansas think the Cincinnati Bearcats can go back to the college football playoff this year. And I say, why not? Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Subscribe and follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode up to 385 subscribers and counting. Alex Frank with you, your host each and every day, former sports director of UC's student-run media organization, Bearcast Media, bringing all of those experiences here to the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. So... If the Bearcats are going to go back to the college football playoff, which I'm not going to rule out as a possibility, I'm going to be realistic and say that's probably not going to happen. But what I can be is ambitious and positive and say to you that if Cincinnati beats Arkansas and if they run the table at 13-0, why shouldn't they go back to the college football playoff? Now, there are a lot of things that need to happen. I'll touch on those in just a minute. But it is very possible for the Cincinnati Bearcats to go back to the college football playoff. I think just because they lost nine players from last year that they're automatically, you know, being overlooked as far as getting back to the college football playoff. Why? Again, like I said last week, I would argue this team is better in terms of depth than they are this year. I would argue that because what they did last year in getting to the college football playoff should get them back to the playoff this year. I really do think it I really do think that should be a factor. This is if Cincinnati is able to beat Arkansas week one. This is if Cincinnati is able to run the table and go 13-0. Their schedule this year is not easy. Their schedule is not as hard as it was last year. And yet last year they went 13-0 again and they went to the college football playoff. Getting back to the playoff, I understand what's realistic. What's realistic is this team is probably going to go 10 and 2, maybe 9 and 3, maybe better than 10 and 2, I don't know. But what I don't understand is why it's automatically deemed impossible by maybe some in the national media just being overlooked. This program is being overlooked because they lost 9 players to the NFL draft, 3 more to undrafted free agency, and they still play in a group of 5 conference. And you'll have some who say well their playoff run was a fluke last year because of all the chaos that was in college football. You know what that's called? It's called taking advantage of opportunities that are right in front of you. And they went and clamped down that four seed, and guess what? They got it. So you can say, well, they uh, uh, they got in because, well, Ohio State lost to Michigan, and the Pac-12 absolutely stunk, and the ACC, Clemson had a down year, and the champion was Pitt. So, you know, what does it really say? Well, what it really says is Cincinnati did what they had to do. They went undefeated. They beat Indiana by 14 on the road. They beat Notre Dame on the road by 14. They ran the table in conference play, blew out a good SMU team, blew out a good Houston team. And along the way, they had stars establish themselves as first-round picks. They had a pedigree from what they did last year, a New Year's Six Bowl appearance, going toe-to-toe with the Georgia Bulldogs, a game they should have won. And... That is why they were they came into the season with a chance. They did what they had to do. They outperformed expectations. They outperformed expectations. 
I remember Mo Egger said, yeah, I think they'll go 11 and one, but you know, that's not going to be a playoff berth or, you know, that's how a lot of us felt. But what ultimately ended up happening was, Hey, this team outperformed expectations. This team was significantly better than we thought. And that should have an impact this year. Maybe coming off a college football playoff appearance will give them some respect nationally. The fact that they did it, maybe instead of viewing this as, well, this is a fluke, maybe view it as that, you know, maybe view it as, hey, they did it. Maybe view it as they defied the odds. They climbed the mountain as a group of five team. Perhaps going to the Big 12 will have a factor on their playoff chances this year. See, we're just thinking, okay, how is this team going to fare overcoming losing Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant? And believe me, when the Bearcats are at higher ground this week, it is going to be, it is going to have a different feel and it is going to be very difficult. But at the end of the day, there is still a lot of talent in this room. A lot of talent that helped the Bearcats win 22 games over the last two years. And if it had been a full season in 2020, it probably would be 24 games, 25 games, 26. This team went 13-0 and last year. 13-0. and The only team in the country to go 13-0. and UTSA didn't even go 13-0. and Cincinnati was the only undefeated team at the FBS level. And yet they're just going to be overlooked this year because they play in a group of five conference and they lost nine players to the NFL draft. That doesn't make sense. That does not make any sense. What makes sense is, is being realistic. Yes, the Bearcats are probably not going back to the playoff this year. But what's being ambitious, and you can actually justify this, is saying, you know what? Cincinnati, if they beat Arkansas and they run the table again, and because they went to the playoff last year as a group of five team, and because they're going to the Big 12, you know what? Maybe we should consider Cincinnati a college football playoff team. The story written by our fans, or by our friends rather, in Fayetteville. The story says they expect, this Bearcats expect the same thing can happen in 2022. The same thing meaning they can go back to the college football playoff. How much do you buy into that they think that they can make the playoff again? Do you, re- do you think the Bearcats believe that the team itself believes they can go to the college football playoff? I think it does. You know we talk, you know we talk about how once a team, there's a saying by the great Paul Brown, winning makes believers in us all. Once you've won something, once you've won a college football playoff berth, you believe that you can accomplish anything. I'm willing to bet you that this team believes they can get back there. This team has a culture in place that is going to help overcome losing the nine players that were drafted last year who were instrumental to their team's success in previous years. This team has that. This team has a culture in place. When we look at great teams across college football like Alabama, the ability of Nick Saban to recruit year in and year out and replace stars among stars. Like, 
Alabama lost the national championship game last year. I'm listening to another. I'm listening to another podcast yesterday morning. Um, Najee Harris, who's currently now a running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he played for Alabama last year. Najee Harris brought up something really interesting. It's called the Pick Six Podcast. It's it's part of CBS Sports. Will Brinson and John Breach, and a guest on occasion. So, or fill in hosts on occasion. So, Najee talked about how the recruiting class of 2017, yeah, 2017. By the way, you want to hear the players who were drafted from that Alabama draft class? Holy smokes. Here you go Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, uh, Henry Ruggs, Najee Harris. Uh, there might be other players I'm missing. Um, but the point is this, the talent that was lost in 2020 from Alabama's team, national championship team, Najee Harris, Mac Jones, Smith, Jalen Waddle, Alex Leatherwood, uh, Xavier McKinney, another player from that recruiting class. When you think about the players who were lost from that team and yet last year's Alabama team with a completely new, with a completely new quarterback, a completely new wide receivers, Nick Saban called it the most inexperienced team he's ever had, Alabama. And yet, there they were with under two minutes to play in position to tie the national championship game against Georgia. That's coaching right there. That is coaching right there. It's also a culture in place. And you can look around, you know, a whole bunch of teams in the NFL. The Patriots, the Ravens, the the Steelers, um, any team. You know, players have come and gone, but yet the consistency has always been there. It's kind of like that with the L.A. Rams. They lost a lot of players from their 2018 team, and yet last year they were better than they were in 2018, as we know. So what I'm saying is, this team believes they can make the college football playoff. This team believes that because of the culture that's in place to overcome the players who they lost last year, they believe they can make the college football playoff. Embrace reality. That was a slogan they used in 2019. Because I think a lot of us felt, and Dan Horde felt this way, I felt this way, a lot of people did that I talked to and worked with at the time in Cincinnati. They felt like, okay, the Cincinnati Bearcats are, you know, they lost a lot of talent from their 2018 team. They're probably going to be 9-3 and three because the conference is good. You know, they're going to be better, but I don't know if they're going to win as many games because they're going to be on more, they're going to be um, har- harder looked at by opposing scouting reports. And yet, there they were at the end of the season, 10-2. and two. And they won 11 games that year. So I think they're approaching with the season, and obviously we know this, they're approaching the season with the mindset of, hey, we're not rebuilding, we're reloading. Again, realistic expectations are that this team finishes 10-2 and two this year, maybe better. But ambitiously, this team, yeah, I, I'm buying into, hey, if they go into Fayetteville and win against Arkansas, they can maybe make a run at the college football playoff again. It hinges on the first game. But if they win, we shouldn't doubt that, yeah, this team can make the college football playoff. Now, a lot has to happen, excuse me, for the Bearcats to get back there. I'll explain what those things are and why a weaker schedule should not be held against them. I'll explain after a word from LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, just like we are for the start of football season, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders, just like the Bearcats offense was last year and hopefully will be this year. Well, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's 
largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job using the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Alex Frank here with you, Lockdown Bearcats on a Monday. Hard to believe it is already August 1st of 2022. August 1st. I mean, it feels like this year just started, but we got a lot to look forward to here on Lockdown Bearcats today, this week, and leading up to the start of football season, just 33 days away from kickoff in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So as far as what has to happen for the Cincinnati Bearcats to get to the college football playoff. There's a lot that needs to happen. They need to beat Arkansas first and foremost. And I hate the fact that the first game of the season is going to determine the Bearcats college football playoff. Excuse me as I take a sip of Powerade. Hashtag not sponsored. So the Cincinnati Bearcats have to beat Arkansas. Point blank in the period. You can't, the way the Bearcats are situated, be a group of five team and still with one loss and still gets the playoff. That's just not going to happen, unfortunately. What can happen is you win the toughest game on your schedule. If you lose, you're done. But you still won't get the benefit of the doubt playing in the AAC even if you win. Beat Arkansas, maybe you will. If you lose, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. You can lose one, You can lose the first game of the season. I remember Michigan in 2018 lost to Notre Dame week one. Their playoff hopes were not done. Their playoff hopes were not done yet. In fact, they won their next 10 games before losing to Ohio State because they were in the Big Ten. They were going to clearly get the benefit of the doubt. But it's still fascinating to me, Cincinnati's position. Like, this game could be treated as the next college football playoff game. It could if you want to. You could look at this game and say, hey, we lost this college football playoff game to Alabama. But you know what? Double elimination just eh, eh, eight months later. Well, we can go into Arkansas and win that game easily. We can bounce back. Now, this game, uh, you know, you lose you lose this game. You're, the season's still going to go on. There's still 11 games left to play. But imagine if Cincinnati goes into Arkansas and wins. What we're going to be talking about. Now, if my memory serves me correctly, this the Bearcats have not started 0-1 since 2010 when they played who was it Fresno State I believe when they played no it was uh Oklahoma was it Oklahoma might have been I, I better make sure I know this uh anyway the Bearcats have not started one and0 in a long or oh and one rather in a long time and that's why this game was I don't love this game being the first game because I'm fearing that that is what's going to happen. It was Fresno State. See, I should have gone my first guess. Anyway, so they have not started 0-1 since, I believe, 2010. I better confirm this. Now, 2011, they played Austin P. Week 1, you probably know the result. 2012, they played at Pitt, won that game handily 34-10. to 
Vegas start out 0-1 in 2013. No, they beat Purdue. That was when they started. That was when they played two Big Ten teams to start the season. Anyway, yeah, they have not started 0-1 since um, 2010. So a long time it's been. 12 years. 11 straight season opening wins you're putting on the line. What I'm interested in seeing is this. If the Bearcats do beat Arkansas, does what they did last year have an impact on how they're viewed this year? Or does the talent they lost cause them to get overlooked? A win at Arkansas should shake things up in the race to the CFP. If I'm a Power 5 team and I see Cincinnati goes into Fayetteville and win, I'm thinking to myself, oh, they're coming again. We better make sure we're locked in every week because we can't let this team overcome us. We can't let this team beat us again. So what else you need to have happen is they still have to win every game by double digits convincingly. And they got to hope a whole bunch of chaos happens around them. They got to hope Notre Dame, you know, loses one game, I think two games. Because Notre Dame can still get in with one loss. I think. Their schedule will always get the benefit of the doubt. They got to hope that things go chaotic in the Big 12. They got to hope the Pac-12 stinks once again. They got to hope Clemson has a down year in the ACC once again, because spoiler alert, I don't think any other team is good in the ACC. So they have to do some, they have to do extra to get back to the college football playoff. A star player has to emerge, whether that's Deshaun Pace, whether that's Evan Prater or Ben Bryant, whether that's Corey Kiner, whether that's whoever it is, whoever, a star player must emerge on this Cincinnati Bearcats team. A star player must emerge emerge because the college football playoff committee is not going to want to see a team with a with you know no star players play in the playoff unless they absolutely are warranted a berth like deserving of a berth rather like the bearcats last year had star players first round pick in sauce gardner desmond ritter a star quarterback third winningest quarterback in college football playoff history look at all the teams last year and the star players they had Alabama has stars all over the place. Same two with Georgia. Michigan had Aiden Hutchinson. Go back to 2020. Alabama had stars galore. Notre Dame had Ian Book and Kyle Hamilton and a whole bunch of other players. Ohio State had Justin Fields and Chris Olave. Clemson had Trevor Lawrence and the gang there. You want to see star players in the playoff. Does Cincinnati have that? Maybe not right now. Excuse me, but it doesn't matter because they can get there. A star player has to emerge. The committee has to want a star player to reach the college football playoff. Then there's, again, the stuff around them. The SEC can't have two teams. It can't. Last year was a unique playoff field because Alabama beat Georgia, but Georgia was so dominant that they were going to get in regardless. And because the Big 12 didn't get a team, and because the Pac-12 didn't get a team, and because the ACC stunk, that's why two SEC teams got in and a Big 10 team plus Cincinnati. Notre Dame has to lose two games. Ohio State has to win the Big Ten. What I mean by that is you cannot cannot have an Ohio State be an at-large candidate because they will get a bid. If they lose one game, they could. I don't think they will. If they lose a game but still win out and win the – but still win out, but but let's for some reason say they don't go to the Big Ten championship. Remember 2016, Ohio State was 11-1, and one, number two in the country. They did not play for a Big Ten championship, and yet they still got in. 
And the big debate was, well, shouldn't, you know, Penn State be in? Shouldn't Michigan be in? Like, why did Ohio State get in? Like, they didn't even play for a championship. Here's the thing. You were never going to drop Ohio State from two to five. Never. That was never going to happen. That Ohio State team was really talented. Contrary to what actually happened against Clemson, that was a really talented team. That Clemson team was just more talented. So Ohio State has to win the Big Ten because I don't think a Big Ten team will get an at-large bid if they lose to Ohio State. Now, if a team from the West Division goes 12-0, if Wisconsin goes 12-0 or Minnesota goes 12-0, spoiler alert, I don't think that's going to happen, then maybe that's an issue. But as for right now, Michigan, or I'm sorry, Ohio State, has to win the Big Ten Championship. Has to. And preferably go undefeated. Because then they're not in the at-large category. If they go undefeated, they're in. If they're 12-1, and they're probably in. You'd rather have them in. So maybe root for Ohio State to go undefeated, as much as that might pain you to have to do. Clemson has to have a down year once again. That was a huge um, development last year. Clemson stumbling out of the gate. They finished well, but they didn't do well at the start. If Clemson loses one game, they might be out. If Clemson loses two games, see you later, sayonara, have a nice day. Clemson has to have a down year once again. Essentially what has to happen is the Big 12 can't have any playoff teams. The Pac-12 can't have magically a team. And neither than can the ACC. The Big Ten and the SEC have two teams, fine. If Notre Dame is a down year, fine. Then if you're Cincinnati, if you just blow teams out, which I think this team can do with their depth, that can happen. But there has to be chaos, and you have to go undefeated. It starts with you, then have some things break your way around you. It can happen. And up next, I'm going to talk about why a second straight college football playoff appearance for the Bearcats is the best thing that can happen to the American Athletic Conference and college football. I'll explain next after a word from Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source lines and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, heck, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today bet online where the game starts the locked on cincinnati bearcats podcast is supported in part by debbie weckstein frank a realtor with coldwell banker heritage and steve maloney a lender with prime lending if you're looking for a new home in the cincinnati and dayton area because you want to come into the area with the hottest team in college football which, of course, is the Cincinnati Bearcats, well, I've got the personal real estate team to help you. Debbie specializes in both the Dayton and Cincinnati areas and is a longtime Miami Valley resident who has helped hundreds of people all over the country find and close on their dream home. Steve, also a longtime Miami Valley resident, specializes in purchases and refinances in over 40 states. 700 WLW can't even reach that many states. Debbie and Steve are available when you need them most, even on the evenings, even during the weekends, heck, even during a Bearcats game, when you are making those split-second decisions like Desmond Ritter makes when he's in the pocket, let Debbie and Steve help you get your offer to the top of the list. Take the guesswork out of the home buying process and hire a wide-open professional real estate team with a track record of success. 
Call Debbie right now at 937-672-3942. That's 937-672-3942 for more information. Or visit TeamWeck.com. That's T-E-A-M-W-E-C-K.com. Debbie and Steve will help you close on your dream home today. Go Bearcats! All right, so a second straight college football playoff appearance for Cincinnati, we know what that would do for them. It would do wonders because, hey, you backed up what you did last year. You're going to the Big 12 on the heels of two straight college football playoff appearances. That would be something. But it also benefits the American Athletic Conference, and quite frankly, it can benefit college football because it benefits the AAC. Here goes. Cincinnati has now paved the way for Memphis, for UTSA, for Boise State, for any team in the group of five who wishes they were in the power five. They can now know, hey, we have a shot to go to the college football playoff. We have a shot to go to the college football playoff. We'll pave the way for teams staying and for teams coming in like Rice, UAB. Hey, if you recruit and you develop and you have some things go your way, you're able to retain your coaching staff, you're able to generate excitement within the fan base, hey, you you can go to the college football playoff. Like, it is possible. Copy what Cincinnati did. That the American can compete on a national level when it comes to college football. Like, the American Athletic Conference has been, you know, we, 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 we say it's not a good conference. And yet, since the New Year's Six was established in 2014, every year but twice, the Americans the American has been the representative team, conference. Houston went, UCF went twice, Memphis went once, Cincinnati's been twice. Yeah, it's happened. The Mountain West and the MAC are the only two other conferences that can say, hey, you know, we've done that too. Conference USA and the Sun Belt can't say that. So that's what I'm saying. So I take another sip of Powerade. Hashtag not sponsored. So that's why if... Cincinnati can, you know, be that model and that formula for other teams to follow suit. I think that can make college football better. College football needs to be careful with conference realignment. I don't want super conferences. Because what's going to happen to a school like Ball State? What's going to happen to a school like UTSA or uh, North Texas or any other small school? What's going to happen because college football drives everything, right? What's going to happen when we get to, you know, when we're forming super conferences? Like, what's going to happen to Memphis? What's going to happen to SMU? What's going to happen to a really good group of five schools? Keep the other conferences in there. Because if Cincinnati can do it, look where it has gotten them. It got them to a Power 5 conference. And if unless every team is going to join a Power 5 conference, or unless you're going to give every conference a piece of the pie, I don't want super conferences. This conference realignment thing is getting out of control. It got out of control a decade ago. It's getting out of control now because you've got USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. Do you understand how geographically unsensible... it, unsensible that is, is that a word? It doesn't make sense. It's not a sensible thing. It's not. And 
the um, the other conferences, like the group of five, imagine being in one of those conferences right now. Unless your team is going to a Power Five conference, like Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston, and BYU, imagine Notre Dame. Imagine being Notre Dame, who has partnerships with the ACC and a lot of Pac-12 schools. Like, imagine them. Imagine the Pac-12. If USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, what if um, Ohio State decides to go to the SEC? Or what if... um, Jeez, uh, uh, Clemson goes to the SEC. Like, this is not only going to affect smaller conferences. It's going to affect the lesser of the Power Five. If Cincinnati, though, can make a college football playoff appearance being in a group of five conference, that should say okay. Unless you are absolutely deserving of a position in a Power Five conference. Just don't mess with it. Seriously, don't mess with it. Why can't we just keep things as it is? Like, I'm excited to see USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. I think it's going to be really great in terms of competition. But it doesn't make any sense to me. It does not make sense. Because we are just, you know, ripping up what we know. Why can't we just give the smaller conferences a chance? Now that Cincinnati has proven that you can win at a power at a group of five level, why can't we give the Mid-American a chance? Why can't we give the Mountain West a chance? Why can't we give these conferences a chance to say, hey, you want to compete on the national level? Here you go. We're going to put you against Alabama. We'll see how it goes. Tell Boise State that. I'm sure they'd love to play Alabama. Tell Central Florida that. I'm sure they'd love to play Alabama. Tell any other group of five team that's been good over the years. I'm sure they'd love to play Alabama. I'm sure they would. We don't need super conferences. Cincinnati deserves to be in a Power 5 conference because they're better than where they are right now. Same with UCF, same with Houston. But I'm going to tell you right now, what does, or who does deserve better than what they're being given right now is these group of five conferences. They're irrelevant right now. Why don't you give them a chance? Why don't you give them the opportunity? You win your conference We'll put you in the college football playoff. That's why the playoff needs to expand. And if I'm a Power 5 conference, and I don't want playoff expansion, I would say this. So you're happy with four teams being in the college football playoff, but yet there's five of you Power 5 conferences, meaning one of you is guaranteed to be left out. Are you really happy with that? Think about that until tomorrow's episode. Uh, I got a question for you for tomorrow. Is the game at Arkansas a bigger game than Notre Dame last year? We examine that question tomorrow on Lockdown Bearcats. Uh, Also this week, hoping to have, um, and by the way, on Wednesday's show, I'm going to talk about um, how to go about the first game at Arkansas. Actually, you know what? Let me, uh, (laughs) uh, where was it? Oh, well, that's not it. I got to find my, uh, I got to find my notes. Okay, so tomorrow we've got, uh, is the game in Arkansas a bigger game than Notre Dame? Wednesday, we've got, um, on Wednesday's show, how short of a leash 
is Ben Bryan on heading into fall camps. We'll hit the quarterback battle on Wednesday, uh, hoping to have John Garcia Jr., director of football recruiting for Sports Illustrated, and also Jason Jordan, the director of basketball recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Again, you know, basketball season is closer than you think. It's less than 100 days away until tip-off. And I know we're in football season, but might take a break, you know, once a week to uh, get in the swing of things for basketball season. Uh, I was hoping to have Jason Jordan from the uh, Director of Recruiting and Basketball for Sports Illustrated on the show this week. By the way, I want to sincerely congratulate a fellow Bearcat and a good friend of mine, Jason Williams of the Cincinnati Enquirer, named their new sports columnist. Named their new sports columnist, taking over for the legend that is Paul Doherty. So congratulations to Jason Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Lockdown Big 12. That's where you can get more on the conference from everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Lockdown as they take you across the conference in 30 minutes. Lockdown Big 12, that's Lockdown Big 12, your second listen. For the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, I'm Alex Frank. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, up to 385 subscribers and counting. And you can follow us, too, to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and an ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. 33 days away from kickoff in Fayetteville. Hope you're enjoying this as we get you set here in Lockdown Bearcats. For the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day, a great start to the month of August, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.